Welcome to the jungle. A very good Monday to you. What's going on? My name is Jim Rome. How was that weekend? What did you get into? What's cracking? What's good? All right, let me tell you about the program. I would love to hear from you about your weekend or anything else. Open phones in hour number one. I've got two interviews, and they start at the top of hour number two, and they are back-to-back. So the best chance for you to get through would be right off the very top. Go ahead. Start dialing 1-800-636-8686. Again, open phones in hour number one. You can also hit me up on the X platform at Jim Rome. You can email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. Top of hour number two, Michael Malone, Nuggets head coach. Man, they're playing really well, really well. That should come as no surprise whatsoever. Haven't touched base with him in a number of months. Looking forward to that. Michael Malone, top of hour number two. In fact, we'll go back to back. Right after that, I've got a guard, one of the best guards in the country for the Houston Cougars, Jamal Shedd. So back-to-back interviews, top of hour number two. Michael Malone, Jamal Shedd. Hour number three, we have an ATP and plenty of opportunities for you to get through. So use that number. Go ahead. That's what it's there for. Once again, one 636 8686 I've got a number of things that I want to run down today, but if you know what you want to cover, don't wait on me. By all means, jump right in. Bring anything you want to it. Here's where I do want to start. And I kind of went back and forth on this. I could have started any number of places, but, but I want to shout out to you, Broncos country. Hey, Broncos country, let's chat. Broncos country, let's Let's chat. Broncos country, let's Let's chat. Broncos country, let's chat. Let's chat. Let's chat about that dude. Let's chat. Let's Let's chat about that dude. A.K.A. your QB, maybe. Your QB as of right now, as of right this second, Russell Wilson is still the guy in Denver, technically. And apparently if it were up to Russ, he would still be until the end of his career. He wants to end his career in Denver. Even if it doesn't seem like there's anybody left in Denver that wants that old sack of potatoes anywhere near any of them. Still, Russ made it very clear over the weekend on the I Am Athlete pod with Brandon Marshall that he is all for staying in Denver. He's not looking to leave. He wants to be there if they still want him. It's just that it definitely doesn't seem like the Broncos still want him or want anything to do with him. I mean, I say that based on the fact that Denver tried to make him waive his injury guarantee, which benched him for the last couple of games of the year. I'm not looking to get on this guy. I'm not looking to drag this guy. I'm not. It's not like I'm going way out of my way to trash Russet. Even that whole Russet thing. It's only a thing because Tariq Woolen is hilarious. Yeah, man, person, it was pretty funny because on TV and stuff, you see him, like, like from college and stuff, you like, okay, he look in shape on TV. But you see him in person, it's like weird. He like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> that will never not be incredible. Five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, the year 7,000. That will never not be an incredible quote. It's just one of the funniest clips ever. So, of course, we're going to have fun with one of the funniest clips ever. Because it'll never stop being funny. In fact, it'll never stop getting funnier and funnier. Just like Russ will never stop being corny and cringy and cheesy. I mean... 
to beat a well-worn phrase into the ground. It really is what it is. And as long as that dude is what that dude is, people are going to dunk on this dude. Now, let me say this for Cringerous. He has handled a pretty crappy situation in Denver really well, as well as you could. He's had a great attitude about that crappy situation, at least publicly. So I'd love to just focus on that part. Except I can't because my dude makes it really hard every single time he finds a camera or a microphone. He doesn't do it that often, but when he does, it always ends badly. Because every time he finds a camera or a microphone, he spews nonsense into them like this. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through. Whether it's in Denver or somewhere else, I I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win too. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. Quote, over the next five years, I want to win too. My man, to what? To what? Lombardi's or games? What the hell are you talking about? Two Super Bowls in the next five years. What? Are you going to go to Kansas City and back up Patrick Mahomes? My dude, if I were you, I would just worry about finding one team that actually wants you to be their starting quarterback before I start worrying about winning two Super Bowls in the next five years. Like, bro, let's do some math. Basic elementary math. How the hell are you going to win two rings if you don't have one job? You want to feel a chill. You're way more likely to feel the chill of a cold metal bench on your ass than a Lombardi in your hands. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. Especially since you only won one ring when you had a great job, when you were in your prime, playing for a stacked team, and had a star running back and a whole legion of boom on the other side behind you. Legion of whom? Despite all of that, you won one time. And now Anyone is supposed to believe that you're about to rip two Lombardis past the age of 35. Dude, I don't think anybody is even buying that you're going to make it another five seasons, period. Let alone ripping two rings in those five seasons. I mean, my guy, you barely look like you're going to make it another five months in the league. Or even five weeks, let alone five more seasons. Look, I get it. What's he supposed to say? I get it. He's trying to save face. He's trying to get a job. So he's got to say what he's got to say. He just needs to know how ridiculous it looks and sounds to everybody else when he says stuff like that. But then again, he's never taken the hint before. And I guess you can't really take a hint if you don't get it, right? So why start now? It's way too late for this dude to stop bringing all the cringe, all the corn, and all the cheese. It's just who he is. But again, he does deserve credit for handling all of this with class and continuing to insist that he does want to be in Denver and finish his career in Denver, even though there are reports swirling that he's got one foot out the door in Denver. Like one foot out the door and one foot in the gutter and that nobody in Denver wants anything to do with him. Why do I say this? Well, for one, he has his house listed for sale. 
You know, the one with all those bathrooms. My house ain't for sale. You can't Wait, that, no, what you talking about? I go on Instagram right now to say Russell Wilson's house is for sale. Yeah, that, it's not for sale. It's not on the market right now. People, people think that I'm out of there. But, you know, maybe I am. But no matter what, like, I, I love to go back, you know. But, you know, I, I committed there. You know, I committed to be there. I committed to win championships. I want to win more Super Bowls there. You know, I, I love the city and everything else. But, you know, you also want to be a place that, that wants you too. So, Dude, is the house for sale or not? If there's a sign in front of the house and it's hammered into the ground with concrete and says, for sale, the house is for sale. My house ain't for sale. Though. Whether you say it is or isn't. I don't know. People think that you're out of there. He's like, I, I want to be here, but people think I'm out of here. People think you're out of there for a pretty good reason. Because it doesn't seem like the people running the Broncos want you there. Which is why they tried to get you to drop your injury guarantee and why they benched you for the last two games of last year. So we're about to find out for sure how Denver feels about Russ. Although I think we already know for sure how Denver feels about Russ. Because to cut him... And move on from him would come with an $85 million dead money cap hit for next season. It all kind of depends on what Sean Payton wants and how fast he can get his hands on another quarterback. Sean Payton and I had a discussion about this very topic during the week of Super Bowl when he joined me in Vegas in front of the Bellagio. I asked him right then and there, Sean, what is it that you're looking for in a QB? I think it's important that they're quick processors. Let me give you an example, uh, and this was the strength of Drew's. It's the strength of Mahomes. During any given play in seven seconds, he's going to point out the mic ID. He's going to send the receiver in motion. He's going to alert the back here for a check down, and he's going to alert Kelsey. It's cover zero. Like, he's a guy that gets in the car, and I'm the opposite now, right? I've got this new car. No, I'm dead serious, no, though. No, I know where you're going with this. That's why I'm laughing. I've got this new car, right? And I know how to turn the radio on. I get to my auto, 72 degrees, whatever that is, and I drive. All right? I never have it in. And these guys. Will you, heat... you don't go through your driving progression? No, these guys will your heat. Your driving tree? They'll heat, heat the back seats if you need it. They'll <laughs> just... They get to the 50 buttons that are available, heat warmers, seat warmers. I have no idea where my seat warmer is, but I know I have one. Right. These guys got to be able to operate quickly in six or seven seconds. It's the hardest thing for us to evaluate. I see you working, Coach. I loved it the first time he said it, and I like it even more right now. I get it. I think I understand where it went so wrong between Coach and QB. It's like, I don't know, Sean Payton and Russ probably went on some ski trip. And Sean asked the dude, hey, Russett, can you pop on my seat heater? It's a little bit drafty up in here. And Russ got all flustered and confused and couldn't figure it out. And that was the moment that Sean knew, man, that ain't my guy. That's not my guy. This is not going to work. I need somebody who can process bleep quickly. I need a quarterback that knows how to work his damn seat heaters. Look, we'll see how it all actually plays out. We're all about to find out if Sean can get his hands on another quarterback who can actually process at the speed that he's looking for and can actually operate the amenities of his luxury sled. But the one thing everybody knows for certain, no matter how it plays out, is that the sack of potatoes is not going to get anywhere near two Lombardis in the next five years. At this point, he would be lucky to land a starting job in that league. Like a sack of potatoes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Again, how are you going to get two rings in five years, Russ? Are you going to back up Mahomes? I don't know. I'm thinking about this. I, I would actually, California, I, I love California. I'm a Los Angeles native. I live in the Orange County area. I love Cali. But man, it's getting tougher and tougher to live in Cali. It's a lot of money, yo. I mean, I would move to Denver. Why the hell not? I could be closer to Logue's, who, by the way, I saw more pictures of his weekend. This dude is living the greatest life in the history of the world. Logan Rome. When, Logan when he's not lying to me about where he is. I'm telling you, if I could trade places with one person, it would be that kid. Nothing but pictures of him and his boys and his gals on the mountain, in the bars. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. He would say to me, what? What, Pop? You didn't do all that when you were my age? You didn't get to do all that? Yeah, anyway, Logs, don't send me texts saying, don't tell Pops I'm in L.A. Or I'm going to send you a text back that reads, and I quote, hey, loser, I am Pops. Hashtag busted. By the way, Logs, that's getting even funnier. I don't even know why I'm talking to him. He's never seen the show. The only time Logan Rome has ever seen this show is when he appeared on this show. Rogan Logan. Anyway, I would move to Denver. Why the hell not? And you know why I'm getting away with talking about the kid like that? Because his mother is in Pilates. She won't know. Unless one of her narc mole friends runs it back to her. Anyway, what I'm saying is, maybe I will move Let's to Denver. Get stitches. Why the hell not? Be closer to Logs, closer to the big head. Yeah, right. And then the Wilson residence. Now, that's an open house that I'm checking out. Zillow has that monster. And again, it's not for sale, according to Russ. But Zillow house ain't for sale. has that monster listed at 25 to 26 mil. If that's the case, you're damn sure I'm checking out all 12 bathrooms. I can even punctuate this with a story. Remember, KB, famous employee Kyle Brandt. I had a ball. Came on the show once, not long after starting, and told this incredible story about him going house hunting in L.A. Let me reset this very briefly. So KB's out by himself, checking out this place in Hermosa Beach. Really nice place, really nice homeowner, and the homeowner tells KB... Like, there's not a realtor there. I think it's just like a Fizbo, or the owner is just running it himself. He says to KB, hey, take your time. Go around. Check the place out for yourself. And KB's like, man, love the neighborhood. Love the bathroom. Or the bedroom, I should say. Love the view. But then, then, nature suddenly calls. It's go time. Must happen now. Long story short, KB... Not only uses the bathroom and takes care of business, but flat out wrecks house. Wrecked the bathroom. It doesn't flush. He panics. He's looking around for a plunger. Nothing. So <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of facing the music, owning it, and telling the homeowner what he did, KB screams, thank you, great house, and runs out the door like the place is on fire. Anyway, here's my point. If I'm buying Russ's house, I'm grabbing 11 of my friends and D and R-ing all 12 toilets before I write that check. 
And then maybe Bodie and Pearland will sing a song commemorating everything on air. Blinded by the fright, dropped off a little deuce, and then I ran for my life. Blinded by the fright, dropped off a little deuce, and then I ran for my life. Well, I go by KB on the radio, on the Jim Rome radio show. I'm a little squirrely whirly, a blonde-haired Bobby Hurley. Except when I'm wearing a beard. Well, when I moved to California, I had to find a home, yeah. And I thought that I found me a spot. But when I entered the house, my bowels start to toss around. And my innards was hurting again. So I said, hey there, mister. I got to talk to my sister. Be, are we going to finish this? that's when I entered the room. I think I've heard enough. I tried to spray perfume, and then I started to hit the switch. And then I started to run. Ah! Somehow, someway, back in 2009, Bodie made it to the end of that. Somehow, someway. But that was a legendary story from KB. And commemorated with an homage from Bodie. Wild stuff. Anyway, Russ. Russ showing up and saying, hey, I'm good for two more rings. Or I want two more rings in five years. My man... You better hope you get one of those 31 jobs. So there's your top story, 1-800-636-8686. So I'm always walking that fine line between talking about what I want to talk about, talking about what I think that they pay me to talk about, and then talking about what you want to talk about. I know you want to talk about, quote, tan fraud. Tan fraud. A-Rod. Generally, personal appearances or not show fodder, but if you're that guy and you show up in public looking like that, then personal appearances are show fodder. Tan fraud. My man, you cheat at baseball and you cheat at tanning, and it looks terrible. I'll have that for you later on. I know you clones want that. I will give you that. How about Rick Patino? Again, personal appearances are not show fodder unless... You light your team on fire, you double down, you walk it back, and then you go into the closet and you pull out your famous white suit. Or realize it no longer fits, and then you find a tailor on his off time and you have him cut you a new suit in 24 hours. Whatever it was, it worked. To perfection. St. John's with a beatdown of a very good Creighton team. Shoot, we had Greg McDermott on last week, and St. John's still did them. I want to get into that as well. In addition, the other thing that most of you are talking about this morning is that viral video of Cam Newton getting attacked at what I think was his event, 7-on-7 football. You know, I could sit here and say this is all that's wrong with youth sports, but five, seven dudes attacking Cam Newton with this crazy witch hat on, a sorcerer's hat, One dude sucker punching him. And Cam's just throwing dudes off him. Like it's nothing at all. And you know what? To a guy like that, it was nothing at all. Say what you want about Cam as a player. Say what you want about his fit. Say what you want about his hair. Say what you want about his fonts. Say what you want about how much game he has left. I'm here to tell you, that is one bad dude. That is a tough mother bleeper. Even if you want to argue, yeah, but... The dude that rolled up on him isn't. Yeah, but there were like seven of them. And one guy sucker punched him completely. And Cam's just out here by himself, 
just fending for himself, throwing guys off him like it was nothing at all. And you know why? Because it was nothing at all. Point being this. NFLers are a different breed altogether. They're not like us. No, check that. We're not like them in any way. In any way. They're a different breed physically. I would argue that Cam, even in retirement, is a breed apart from that breed. I mean, dude did get hit by a truck or a car once and was playing like 11 days later. And then one more thought about Cam. Yeah, Cam against the world. Cam against the world this weekend. How is that any different than almost any other time he's played football? It's always been Cam against the world. He's always taken on everybody. You think that guy couldn't handle five angry dads when he used to have 11 guys trying to knock his top off every single Sunday? Anyway, the the video is pretty wild, and the story is pretty wild, and I'm here to take your thoughts. We don't have all the deets, but the video tells a pretty good story. We get some reaction quickly. We are open phones in hour one. Planet Wilson, quote, Jim, we also plan on winning at least two Super Bowls in the next five years. Thanks, the Dallas Cowboys. Hashtag our year. Over the next five years, I want to win two. Yeah, I would say this. Russ only said it once. The Cowboys have been saying it for like 30 years. Jamie in Green Bay, quote, we want the ball and we're going to score thinks that Russell Wilson's a completely delusional QB. Seattle's won the toss. We want the so, ball, we're going to score. Son, Matt Hasselback. I don't know that he was delusional as much as he was confident. We want the ball, we're going to score. Or not. We want the ball, we're going to score. At table slam stand. Two rings in five years is totally fine. Regards, divorced dads on the rebound. <laughs> Canon SA. Hey, Rome. Getting two rings in five years is not impossible. Signed, Larry King's wives. He's had quite a few. Hey, Jim. Did you say that DJ has mole friends? Is one of them Jay Stu? Corey. Without the, the nicks and cuts no, of a blade. Not that kind of mole. The mole that's on the inside. Chew it! The mole that's a narc. The mole that might be listening to the show for whatever reason. And then we'll hit up DJ with, yo, did you hear, quote, Jimmy talking about Logan? No, what did he say? Like DJ gets all fired up like something positive. He told the story about how he tag... Oh, no. Speaking of DJ... So I said, how was your weekend? DJ brought me to her beloved Jack Rabbits CIF championship game, Long Beach Poly. We went to the game. They got beat. They got beat by a better team. Good game. Came down to the final moments. Believe it or not, there were some celebrity sightings. That's the thing about that high school that DJ went to. Never mind all the pros, all the NFLers that have come out of that school. Never mind that... Janet was classmates with Tony Gwynn when he played basketball and baseball. I'm in the gym on Saturday, and I look around. I'm like, damn, there's AP. Antonio Pierce came in because he coached at that school for a while. And then you had some other former Long Beach Poly greats that were there. Remember Tony the Thrill Hill? He was right behind me. I liked it. It was fun. Good time.
So that's part of the way we are empty nesting by going to high school basketball games. DJ, that wasn't even like an idea or an offer. That was kind of mandatory. Oh, you're going. You're going. We're going. Here's fun. One more. Rome, I agree with Russell Wilson. I am also planning on winning two of the next five smack-offs. Regards, Silk Bra. Eric in Castle Rock. Bra. You never know. All right. Eric, the thing is, he's already got one, which is one more than you will ever have, which is one more, Eric, than you would even ever qualify for taking a shot at. Why are you killing a guy that's got a ring and a strap when you yourself will never even be good enough to get into the competition? You're not even in the arena. You're not even in the field, nor will you ever be. Why you got to hate? All right, we will come back. That was a fat open. Where was my fat content alarm, Alvi, to keep me straight? What that means is, hope you enjoyed that because on the back end, you're not going to enjoy it as much. Let's take a short time out. Oh, oh, yeah, I know, Alvin. I already got us to break. There's no need to play the break alarm when I've already kicked a break. Come on, Alvin. Wake up, dude. The show has started. Step your game up. So, one quick question. Coming out this weekend, I had this rattling around in my head. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky so good? Well, the family business, that thing... The fact that the family business stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky, that thing. Do not be fooled by the brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper, where you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. That way you see it, and you'll also then find out that every single bite of Old Trapper is tender. It's never tough, because they use just the best ingredients. From their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top-quality spices to their real wood-fired smoke... Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite. And it does come in four mouth-watering flavors. I love them all equally. I just bounce back and forth. I switch between the four, among the four. It's that good. So go and grab a four-ounce bag. Or if you know what you want, get the 18-ounce bag. Load it up. That way there's enough for the entire team. If for some reason you don't see it, and you will, but if you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Oh, Trapper, what's your beef? You're listening to the Jim Rome Show. Let's see what you're saying. Got some more good reaction, which I'll get to in a minute. Meantime, do you have a car problem but don't know where to go? Maybe you're miles away from home when your car breaks down. Let O'Reilly Auto Parts help. With O'Reilly Auto Parts, shop referral program, take the guesswork out of finding a great shop wherever you are. Call an O'Reilly location near you or visit O'ReillyAuto.com and click Find a Repair Shop to find a reputable repair facility or service center nearby for those repairs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Brian Reck writes, Mr. Rome, as the pimp in the box, you should recognize the pimp on the court. Coach Patino's white suit is dope, and it fits the NYC energy. Hashtag, love to see it. I don't know, dude. I I don't know if you sent that before I said what I said. Absolutely, I'm about that. You do know, though, that's not the first time he's busted that out. 
He he's really strategic and tactical about when he busts that out. Time and place. He only does it when he absolutely has to have it. You can't go to that that often and have that kind of effect. He knows. He knows. He wasn't even going to. He also says he's going to put it away and that we should not expect to see it for another year or so. He wasn't even going to, but the story goes his wife talked him into it. Now, I'm fully aware of what that suit represents and how it looks. And yes, I agree with you. It looked awesome. It always does. Wooden Laconic writes, careful, Jim. Even with Jano in Pilates, you're only one text from Silk to his good buddy DJ, and she knows everything. Unwar moles and snitches. Oh, man. Bruh. I mean, I, I know that y'all think that Silk Bra is Silk Narc. Snitches get stitches. But would that dude really narc on me to my wife about what I said about our kid? I don't think he would do that. Hey, Jim. Dodger Jano's friends aren't moles. They're rats. I didn't want to say it. Moles seemed less inflammatory than calling them rats and snitches. Chew it! This guy dresses this one. Cans wearing tan man. How'd you know, dude? Cans wearing tan man. I know you heard about it because I heard about it, so it needs to be discussed right away. I need to hear your take on Cam Newton going full Perry Bigley on those six dudes this past weekend. Cue up the throw them hands music. TJ in Iowa. Dude, I touched on it. I'll get to a full take on it. You know, to me, essentially, that was just a normal Sunday in the NFC South for old Cam. This is just what Cam does. He's had to do this his whole football life. Him against the world. Him without very much help. And in this case, no help. It still didn't matter. He's just throwing dudes off him. Some dude comes flying in to sucker punch him. He didn't even flinch. Just throwing dudes off him. Like seven on one. So I've got thoughts on it. What I've done so far is shared a number of thoughts on a number of topics to get you involved, to get in here. And yes, I will get to tan fraud. Not to be confused with tan smack. I know how to get a tan. I know how tanning works. I know how to take advantage of actual vitamin D. I have never. You know, you've seen the picture. You know I'm about that life. I'm about that life, and I have never once in my entire life seen the inside of a tanning bed. I'm going to tell you something else, too. I never will. You know why? I don't need to. Apparently, Tanfraud did, although he's denying it. I'll get there, too. Here is your bottom of the hour sports up. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) 
Monday, always an ATP day where you clones get to ask me a question, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros, submit a question there. Listen later on, I might answer one of yours, and think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast. From the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rome, give at Alvin Deloro a raise for playing glam metal on the regular today. Much appreciated. War Snake Sabo. Clone. David Del Paso. Dude, I'm not really sure what you mean. And I know Alvin's not sure what you mean by glam metal. You mean like hair metal? You mean like rat with two T's? I don't know where you're going with that, dude. All right, so in terms of this Cam Newton video, it's all over social media. I'm sure that you've seen it. And I'm sure you have as many questions as I do. Like, for one, the hell was that? Two, who were those random dudes? Three, why were they jumping Cam? Four, what was Cam even doing there? Well, I think I know that. There was a youth football game slash tourney and his foundation he was there on behalf of. But where was the security? Finally got in there late. Why was Cam wearing a witch hat? And what the hell is the TSP crew? So if you were asking any of those questions, you were asking the same exact questions that everybody else was asking. Apparently that scuffle went down at a 7-on-7 football game or tourney. Apparently the TSP crew is a 7-on-7 football team. They played Cam's 7-on-7 football team, and in the aftermath, they decided to attack the former MVP. Not the MVP of some 7-on-7 game, but an NFL MVP. And there's not much more information than that, other than the actual video footage, which is everywhere. And it shows Cam taking on like seven of these dudes at once. Like it's nothing at all. Like he's dealing with seven guys coming at him once, at once. One dude completely sucker punched him, which he absorbed like it was nothing. Turns out a six foot five, 250 pound former NFL MVP is pretty tough and pretty athletic and pretty hard to get to the ground. Shocking, right? I mean, the dude barely flinched. And you got like five, seven guys all over him trying to throw haymakers and sucker punches. And this dude just flicking these dudes off him. It was like like the defense brought the house and completely sold out on a zero blitz. And Cam just stood tall in the pocket and handled it. Didn't phase him at all. In fact, he didn't just fend off like seven dudes at once. He fended off seven dudes at once without going on the offensive. Like, he didn't return the hands. He didn't catch anybody with a haymaker. He didn't cold cock anybody. He didn't lunge at anybody. It's like he was just trying to play some kind of peacekeeper, and then all of a sudden he's deflecting dudes like he's John Wick, or better yet, Bruce Lee. And the witch hat didn't even move. Never mind falling off, like, it didn't even move. So Cam might not have any game left, But he's still a big, strong dude. And still the same dude who once got hit by a truck and came back to play like 11 days later. Apparently these dudes from the TSP crew missed all of that. 
when the dude was one of the best athletes in the world because they rolled up on him like he was some chump. And if the internet is to be believed, they talk crap before they did it. Here is one of the alleged aggressors allegedly talking smack on IG before the brawl. Hey, Joe. Hey, man, I'm going to say it. They can't hide the film now. You know what I'm saying? That three times. You know what I'm saying? Y'all not throwing that none, throwing that Atlanta hero quarterback. <laughs> Just cannot beat me. <laughs> I mean, they're talking that junk about that guy before they run up on him. I mean, bad news, bro. They can't hide the film. You're right about that. That's one thing you are right about. They can't hide the film. They can't hide the film of you and your six dudes attacking him and getting absolutely nothing out of it other than getting brushed off like some minor annoyance. The so-called non-throwing ass Atlanta hero quarterback did beat you. He beat you. They can't hide film of that, my dude, because it's all over the internet and the internet is in ink. It will always be there. Like, I don't know exactly what happened in that 7-on-7 game. You can burn that tape if you want. Nobody on earth cares about that tape. But the tape of you dudes trying to jump a former MVP while inflicting zero damage, that tape right there is now forever. Congrats. Congratulations. I mean, that's exactly what you want anyway, right? I mean, come on, man. A little respect. A little more respect than that. That's seriously how you repay the dude for being active in youth football? I mean, it'd be easy for me to say, that right there is everything that's wrong with youth sports. I could say that. But you're really going to jump this dude for showing up to a U18 7-on-7 event? Like his own event? Quote, None throwing ass Atlanta hero QB. None throwing ass Atlanta hero quarterback. What an insane diss. Usually you don't insult somebody by calling them a hero. And being a non-throwing-ass QB in the NFL, not only that, but a non-throwing-ass QB who won the MVP award. All of that is still a lot better than coming nowhere near ever playing in the NFL. And then showing up to a 7-on-7 football event to gang up on some dude who actually did play in the NFL. And security, exactly what were you doing? If Cam Newton shows up for an event or hosts an event, and you know you've got some dudes looking to make trouble. You know you've got some dudes that got beef with him. You know there's going to be a problem. I mean, isn't it your job to prevent that from happening? Isn't that your whole job? Like, I wasn't there. I don't know all the inside. I don't know all the information. I'm just going by what I saw in the video. And there's one dude there that you really need to protect, right? (laughs) The former NFL MVP. And yet somehow seven guys get to him? Seven-on-seven football event turned into a a fight scene from a kung fu movie. Thankfully, Cam is all right. But I do still have questions. Mostly about that witch hat that he was rocking. And I'm not sure there's ever going to be any satisfying answers. But I would say this again. Never confuse... His hat, or his wardrobe, or his fit, or his font, with him not being one of the toughest mother bleepers ever. 
NFL players, again, are already a different breed. They just are. By virtue of putting on those pads and stepping on that field, they're different than the rest of us. And in a lot of ways, this guy's actually a breed apart from the rest of them, at least in terms of physical toughness. I mean, then again, he's used to this. For most of his football life, he had no help. He's used to fighting one-on-seven or one-on-eleven. And I'm guessing that five pissed-off dads from a youth football tourney is nothing compared to dealing with 11 NFL alphas wanting to take his head off every single week. That guy stood in, man. He's a beast. Even after getting jumped and sucker-punched and seven guys were on him, he had no help and it didn't even matter. I know this. My man's more relevant now than he has been since he won the MVP. Cam's showing up every week somewhere. Getting jumped, hot taking, getting people to react to him. Throwing ass Atlanta hero quarterback. Wearing crazy hats. I mean, remember that truck that hit him or that car that hit him that he came back 11 days from? That car, same car, could have hit him and backed over him and dragged him a thousand yards and that hat still wouldn't have moved. Hey, Rome, hope everybody had a great weekend like I did. Regards, Cam Newton's hat. It didn't even move. Wild stuff. All right, when we come back, we start the interview portion of the program by going back-to-back. Michael Malone, the head coach of the Nuggets, will be my guest next. Jamal Shedd, guard for the Houston Cougars, coming up at 10-20. So get back in line if you want to call the program. I'm still here for it. 1-800-636-8686. I'm Jim Rome, and Michael Malone is coming up next.